This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world. And while many of these stories may seem fake, they're absolutely not because they're real. Gentlemen, to Water Cooler Talk. Today I am joined by the one and only Adam Hoskin. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Had the day off. I did some stuff with my car. Replaced my headlamp. That's always fun. Nice. But... Do you want to tell that story or save that for another time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. That's not really an interesting story. It was stressful, but I'm done now. I'm ready to go. So Adam, I just want to ask your quick thoughts on that opening theme song. What do you think? What do you think? I sung that myself. I see that. And uh, <laughs> I would like to hear it. But I, I guess it makes it pretty original because you it's your podcast, so you got to sing it, you know. No Very true. how good or bad it is. I am, I am waiting to get a musical guest in here to redo something more interesting. But, you know, it, it works. I get a lot of comments on it. People say, hey, I like what you're doing. I mean, even rappers that can't sing, sing all the time. Yeah. But they just do it like fake kind of but people still love it well adam besides having the same name as myself how how would people know you from the new west audience you haven't been in any videos no yeah i've uh been friends with mr schultz adam for a while and a couple other people around him you know we've kind of had a friend group going since high school and uh i've kind of just been watching this whole process for a long time and it's good to see that you know my friends are trying to grow themselves and what they're passionate about and it's cool to see always yeah we finally we finally got you on the pod real quick one sentence how would you want people to think of you relaxed awesome that's all we need to know all right well have you listened to an episode yet it's all right if you didn't for sure and i i listen to a lot of like other podcasts and stuff myself you ever listen to the joe rogan one yeah yeah i have listened to it occasionally we're big fight fans so yeah uh, he always has good insights he does. He definitely does. Sometimes he likes to say everything that he says is a fact, though. But I mean, <laughs> other than that, it's pretty good. All right. Well, Adam, you are not on the Joe Rogan podcast in case Joe Rogan is here, though, but he's not going to. This is not his podcast. Say hi to Joe. Hey, Joe. Joe, what's up? Yeah, you but can no, sit over there. <laughs> you are on Water Cooler Talk, the only such podcast on the Internet hosted by me, guest hosted by you. And that's a fact. Well, Adam. You know what happens on this podcast? We take strange and interesting real-life news stories and break them down for you to help your small talk game. Adam, you are a track star. I'm sure in between track meets or in between races, you have to talk to your fellow competitors, right? Teammates? Yeah, teammates. um, And it's a lot of small talk, right? Yeah, sometimes with some, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm a type of person that likes to get pretty deep into things a lot of the time. So even like of people that I just met sometimes, it's like the homeless people on the subway or whatever. Like it's so yeah, between, uh, there's a thing in track and field that's like, you know, sprinters, they don't really talk to people like before the races, they kind of are like really to themselves. Just into like focus. It. Yeah. But when distance runners and like throwers and stuff from other teams are always like super friendly and buddy, buddy and stuff like that. So uh, not a lot of people No, between races. You're kind of just with a bunch of people, but they're no, you don't talk to them most of the well, time. Well, now they can listen to this podcast. They can get some crazy news stories and they can start conversing with each other. That's what this podcast is all about, Adam. Making track and field athletes converse with each other. Yes. Yes, sir. So before we get into the story, I want to call you out for some beef right now. Uh-huh. I want you to listen to this clip and uh, tell me what you think. Yeah. 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 
what what do you what do you hear in there yanny Ooh, yeah i'm going with laurel on that baby you really hear laurel yeah Hold on. Yeah. 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 no i hear yeah. yanny well this is this is the thing that's been blowing up the internet you're not on the internet anymore but i don't know if you've heard about this i have yeah okay i definitely have and it's i think it's because of the pitches or something like if it's lower some people hear yanny and then if it's higher pitch some people hear laurel and i don't know the first time the first time i heard that it was all yanny but now that i've heard it more it's laurel i heard laurel the first time and it sounded a little bit that one that you just played sounded like a little higher pitch maybe the one i was listening to was like a little in the middle i think i don't know that's when i heard laurel and well, then that, this one i heard yanny it actually is laurel they're saying laurel but it does sound like yanny it's crazy i know yeah they, they, yeah they're saying that it actually is laurel like that's what it is it's crazy how our mind works like certain people hear it and certain people don't it kind of reminds me of the dress thing yeah what did gold. you see the blue and blue what did you? What color did you see? I saw a, a white and gold. I'm pretty. Yeah, that's what I saw too. Okay, white and gold. Speaking, our beef is done. That's thrown away. Uh, but let's get into it. You want to get into it? You want to jump into it? Let's jump in. All right. So this is the first story of the day. We're staying controversial with social media. This is another controversial social media story. Prom dress that caused a culture for in the U.S. draws head-scratching in China. This is from the Straits Times. Many of you have probably heard of this. Have you heard of this story beforehand, Adam? No, not before this. Okay. Yeah, this was blowing up on Twitter. When Kenzie Duom, I hope I'm saying her name right, wore a Chinese-style dress to her high school prom in Utah, it set off an uproar, but not because of its tight fit. Have you you've seen the dress? Yeah, and I've seen it in like movies and other stuff, too. I know it's a Chinese thing so i didn't know what to really feel about this article well after sharing pictures of her dress on social media twitter user jeremy lamb responded by tweeting my culture is not your goddamn prom dress he continued i'm proud of my culture for it to simply be subject to american consumerism and cater to a white audience is parallel to colonial ideology so adam we're both white guys. That's true. Yeah. That's a that's a true statement that I can throw out there. Yep. You got it. Yeah. I'm I don't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you found out on a genetic test site that you have uh, from somewhere else. Yeah. Actually, Michael Jackson is my uncle, so I don't know how that really works. I don't know if I'm white <laughs> or I might be a little black. I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't know if he changed his genetics. I don't know. But. <laughs> okay. So to the story, what are your initial thoughts on? Uh, Kenzie Duom wearing this dress. I think that as long as she's not trying to be controversial or be racist or whatever, I know that certain people that are proud of their Chinese culture, like this man who tweeted at her, obviously he was pretty offended by the whole thing. But at the same time, it seems like the people in America kind of take things a little too to heart sometimes and try to be offended about everything which is not to say that it it couldn't be offensive because it could maybe some some maybe this guy maybe his mom wore this dress sometimes to some chinese cultural type event or something and she's ill you know i'm just making up a scenario so it's not to say that this is not offensive but at the same time i think she was just trying to go to prom and have well, yeah fun. that's that's i'm i'm exactly on board where you're at i think this is a case of uh kenzie saw this as a super beautiful dress and she's like hey 
I'm going to wear this to prom because I'm going to look good in it. And then throughout the thing, I don't think she went in with the intention to like be disrespectful to Chinese culture. I think this Jeremy Lamb guy just was wanting to be a dick. And yeah, that's true. And even uh, a lady later in the article was saying like, it's not that important in Chinese culture anymore. Yeah, so people like Asian Americans in, you know, obviously in America were like supporting Jeremy Lamb and saying my culture is not your goddamn prom dress. But when the news reached Asia, many seemed to be scratching their heads. Many proclaimed her choice of dress as a victory for Chinese culture. Zhu Jing, a Hong Kong-based cultural commenter, stated, It's ridiculous to criticize this as cultural appropriation. From the perspective of a Chinese person, if a foreign woman wears a zipao and thinks she looks pretty, then why shouldn't she wear it? So people in Asia, in Asian cultures, they don't give a crap. Exactly. And, you know, I think we should take it from the people who are actually in that culture rather than just Asian American, which a lot of people are Amer like American, obviously, if you live in America. Even, you know, the people in China and those other countries are just like, well, it's no big deal. Well, and that's, really and that's the thing. And we hear this all the time. This happens in America. But the first thing is people need to realize is America is a melting pot of different cultures. So there's going to be a lot of cultural clash. There's going to be a lot of people trying uh, their life in different cultural ways. And there should be nothing wrong with that. As long as you're not being, like you said, as long as you're not being disrespectful, what's wrong with sharing the beauty of someone else's culture? I don't see anything wrong with that. Exactly. And she even said, you know, my intent was to show love for the culture, not to discriminate against it or to be racist or to mean any harm, which it goes back to the point again, it just seems like so many Americans try to find a reason to be offended or to be, oh, this is not okay. We have to do something about this and more dividing among us like what we really have to do is come together and you know love each other i don't know if you watched that kanye west interview did you watch With that charlamagne no and he was on tmz oh yeah he i was, did like see standing that. up yeah and, yeah he, besides the whole like uh slavery is a choice i don't really agree with that for many reasons but the other stuff that he said was pretty true like we keep trying to divide amongst the people in our country, we keep trying to make these different groups so we can come together and reckon what we really need to do is develop an understanding of others and love your brother or sister, despite, you know, whatever it is like in, in this situation, this guy could have been like, you know, I understand where you're coming from. And I think it, you know, you look great. It looks beautiful on you, but understand that it, you know, it might offend some people like me, as long as we can have that understanding and not just blow up about everything, then I think it'll be okay. Like probably a lot of people join this guy's side for his tweet just to join. I don't even know if they had that viewpoint. Probably half of them didn't. They just wanted to join in on the on the fun or on the whatever controversy it was. Well, I think I think you make a very good point on how Jeremy Lamb kind of brought this problem to the forefront. He came in very hostile towards Kenzie Duam, and I think that was a big reason why this blew up and became viral. Like you said, if he would have just been like, hey, you know, cool that you're doing this, you know, but just understand there's also some kind of back points to wearing this, that would have been totally fine. But this guy's like, my culture is not your goddamn prom dress. Like, he owns the Chinese culture. Even the person later said, uh, Hung Huang, Beijing-based writer, Nowadays, if you see a woman wearing a kipao, she's probably a waitress or in a restaurant or yeah, it's she's super going to a wedding or yeah. something. It's like really common now. 
Yeah, the Zhupao history. So it was introduced by the Manchus, an, an ethnic minority group from China's northeast. So it was appropriated by the Han Chinese dynasty. And it was originally worn in a baggy style, mostly by upper-class women during the Jing dynasty, which ruled China for more than 250 years until 1912. In the 20s and 30s, when Western influence began seeping into China, that Zhipao was reinvented into the dress that many think today. So it was originally like a very baggy dress just for the upper class. But then when Western influence came in, it became to be known as what you know today and then your point on waitresses wearing a uh you know bridegrooms or bridesmaids wearing a stuff that's become super common right and i get the whole point that he made about kind of americanizing everything which but i mean we are in america it's probably what people are going to do is take things from other cultures and do things and you know like some of the time it might not be appropriate but that's when we have to reach that understanding in this case i don't really think it was inappropriate i think she was just trying to go to prom and have fun and she looks good I yeah mean, she does honestly, look good is that weird for me to say that i don't <laughs> she know she is 18 so okay good i she think she's good. 18 she good. I, I think she she's 18 good. take that back take that back oh Never the mind. cops are here <laughs> uh but no i don't know i don't know if you've ever played this game civilization as like a computer game but yeah so in the game to win like a cultural influence you have to get uh the other country to like wear your clothes and listen to your music so i feel like from china's perspective they're like, heck yeah, we would love Americans to wear Chinese clothes and listen to Chinese music and like Chinese actors and actresses. So after Jeremy Lamb, I don't know if you looked into like his past tweets, but... All controversial, it seems like. Yeah, he has, but... he has like a pretty good past example of tweeting racist and horrible things. So I'm not surprised that he would be the one leading this charge. Me neither. And again, I am white. You're white. I can't understand a lot of things that black people, Asian people, whatever people go through because I'm not them. I can try to put myself in that uh, area and try to understand what they go through, but I'll never go through it. That's a very good so point. So I get where, where he's coming from. Maybe he was, a, but again, we have to come about it in a better way, no matter what. It doesn't matter. Well, oh, she was offensive. Well, maybe she wasn't trying. Oh, well, he came at me because I was wearing this dress. Oh, well, maybe you got to understand his point of view where he was offended because of something in his past or whatever. We just have to understand more, I think. No, I think you make a very good point on we need to open up a conversation. And I feel like people like Jeremy Lamb are not the right people. People like him are the reason change doesn't happen faster because eventually we'll get to that conversation we're having that conversation right now but people like jeremy lamb are not going to ever get us there i definitely agree all right so moving on to the next story adam you've done a lot of track in your life how long have you done track and what did you do in track i've done track uh since seventh grade probably i do the 400 meters 200 meters um i've done a, a lot of other events too but those are the main ones that I've done throughout middle, high school, and also college. Yeah, he is a uh, D3 athlete, ladies. Get D2, at bro. D2, sorry. D2, D2 bro. D2. They can offer Jeez. scholarships, dude. Okay, <laughs> D3 can't. All right. All right, no. have you ever run a 5K? Was it a far, far distance? I don't, I don't run a lot, so it... To me, it's a lot. I mean, it just, it all depends on how hard you go, I guess. I mean, if you just kind of run it, it's not hard. But if you really try to push it, then it definitely is hard. You can make anything hard. You just have to put in effort. I mean, the, the but a 5K is, to me, is not as bad. I mean, I've ran like 8Ks and 10Ks and stuff too. But 5K, I've run a lot of those. Well, anyways, a Texas town holds a half K. 
not a 5K for underachievers. This is from ABC7 New York. So instead of slogging through all 3.1 miles of a typical 5K, fellow underachievers will gather in Bourne, Texas to run what amounts to 0.31 miles or 1,640 feet. Which first is about five football fields. Yeah, first, first thoughts, Adam. First thoughts on this event, just in general. Well, it's obviously not a race. I mean, I'm just, in my mind, I'm picturing the people showing up and they even say like in the middle, there's like some break stops and whatever, but I don't see anybody coming to this race trying to compete really. Because... <laughs> Ready, set, go, and you could basically just sprint across the field if you really wanted to win. That's my first thoughts. Well, event organizers say participants will receive a free pint of beer at the start of the race, and in case runners get tired, a coffee and donut station will be set up at the halfway mark, which you... uh alluded to and then also that same coffee and donut place will be the designated smoking area so my initial reaction to this i just saw the headline i was like oh okay it's probably talking about you know fat lazy people but then you read into it it's like a really cool event which everyone should check out you know i thought this would be an article bashing how people have fallen into these lazy lifestyles but after reading about the event i see you know this act is actually like an amazing idea to get people up and active and exercising i know you want to do like physical activity stuff throughout the rest of your life so this has to be pretty cool for you to see these like cool events that get people out and active the thing about it is it's making people get up and be social if anything it's not really obviously it's not really a workout with donuts and coffee and like smoking area and stuff like that but you can get up you can meet people a lot of people nowadays i feel like are sitting in their basement just on their phone people are locked in like working and social media or tv and we forget to socialize and then we forget to exercise in the end of that and then those two things piled up we get these depressive states and stuff of that nature so an event like this which gets you out doesn't make you exercise like crazy but it's still like a fun socialized event that maybe you can meet someone who's like, oh, do you actually want to run a 5K? Boom, there you go. Yeah, or you can meet somebody else that really likes donuts and coffee and get into a business with them, or they really like uh, smoking and you can (laughs) smoke with them or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and also the proceeds will benefit charity. Yeah, that's always a good good. I mean, you know, if anything, I mean... People have to pay money for this, which is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, all actually, this is a this is a cool cut into our sponsor today. All of today's revenue proceeds will go to charity, aka my wallet. What's up? Uh, there's other similar races like this though across the United States, mostly in Wisconsin, because Wisconsin loves to drink. So in La Crosse, Wisconsin, they hold a 0.01k every year for St. Paddy's Day. That's 33 feet. <laughs> uh, I'm sure if you're plastered for St. Paddy's Day, 33 feet is a very long distance. Oh yeah, that could probably seem like a 5k, honestly. And you know, I I read something in here that was like, and they give you a sticker, like a pretentious sticker, because so many people put those damn stickers on their car. That's like I ran a 5k. Or the for thing, you, bro. So you ran five kids. I have this question. People will save their like paper number. Why? It's just a paper. No, I don't get it. Take some pictures of the event to save. I don't. Is that like be? Is that like a thing to say? Hey, I did this. Yeah, it's, I, like I've saved some numbers in the past, but not just numbers that are like that. Just say the number. Like if I I went to like Drake relays and like some other big really big events with like some elite athletes there and i definitely save that number because it says drake relays on it that's the only would reason would you hang why. it up on your wall no nah, i don't know i feel like don't you sweat into that paper it's got i mean you 
you don't like stick it on your body. You kind of like you have to put it on with pins. It hangs there. That's yeah. see, that's the thing I never got is people saving those things. Like it's just a piece of paper. But I, I can True. see where it's like a like a oh a souvenir from this event or something. P- you think people in this race get numbers? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> But anyways, to close out other similar races, they're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. They recently held a 0.05k beer run, which is 150 feet. And finally, the 15 feet dash to the bathroom after eating at Applebee's for dinner. I wrote that joke. That's me. Do you think I could fit that into my five minutes if I did stand-up comedy ever? That would be some like Jerry Seinfeld type stuff, but yeah. Hey, Hey, so what's the deal with Applebee's? You eat it, you shit your pants. What's going on? Eh? What is, why are the, I want, this is a, we're done with the story. Let's, let's get onto a tangent here about Applebee's. Why are their appetizers so good, but the rest of their menu is complete crap? I've never heard anyone going to Applebee's to not get half price apps in my life. I've actually never heard anyone go to Applebee's and be like, wow, that was a smart dinner decision. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things like Olive Garden. They say like the pasta is literally just, they put it in the microwave and give it But the interesting thing is though, like Olive Garden is actually good though. It is good. Like for the price and for what I'm getting. It is good, but I, I mean, Applebee's, yeah, I've never... I can't remember the last time I actually ate something like a meal from Applebee's. Yeah, Yeah, never. Uh, We're going to take a quick moment to get to our sponsor. Well, today's sponsor is Applebee's. When you're here, you're in the neighborhood. Is that the right slogan? um, When we're here, we're family? I think it's mixed with a couple other slogans. Got it. But anyways, today's sponsor is Applebee's. If you guys want a free $15 gift card, uh, buy one. I don't know. I'm not going to do it for you. Jesus Christ. Got to cut in with that sponsor, Adam. It's all about the money here. Exactly. Motherfuckers want everything. Whoa, 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 dude. Throwing out some... (laughs) You can't swear on this thing, dude. Dude, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I am going to cut that out, though. (laughs) All right. So we're going to move on to some controversial stories are you ready to get controversial i'm all about that controversy all right so this story is from fox 12 oregon an oregon principal posts video stating bullied kids tend to annoy people first thoughts first thoughts from that title that might be true sometimes because i mean some some kids remember when you're in school and you're just like oh that kid is so annoying you're not really like trying to bully them but they are annoying. But they just stick out. Well, anyways, Luke Zedwick is in hot water after some parents of students at Centennial Elementary School say recent remarks made by the Oregon principal on bullying were offensive. So Zedwick, who has a YouTube channel on parenting advice, stated in a video that victims of bullying tend to provoke bullies and must be taught to be less annoying. Like I just said, that sometimes maybe is true. Sometimes the bully is the one that's actually the victim because they get their way out of the situation. They don't know how because this kid's just annoying the shit out of them. But at the same time, I don't think a principal should say that. If you're well, this is, this is what he said. He said, in my experience, the kids who get bullied are not really good friends. They're not good at being a friend. They tend to annoy people, maybe without knowing it, but usually they do not know it. Uh, what are your thoughts on, like, I think, you know, maybe what he says has some merit, but the way he's saying it is not very good. No, not at all. He could have phrased it in a totally different way. They're they're not good at being friends. Like, that's something you don't say. As a principal, <laughs> like, you're working with kids. All the kids are going to look at you now. It's like, oh, okay, this guy's a dickhead. Well, he even, he even went more dickhead, and he continued by stating how parents should handle their bullied children. He said, so if you find a kid being a target, 
One thing you could do to help them separate from the bullying is you can help them learn not to be annoyed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so basically, guy. a kid comes in, a parent comes in, and they say, hey, my kid's being bullied. This principal is just like, why don't you tell your kid to stop being such an annoying loser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that is not something you should say. Like, especially as a principal, that's so unprofessional. Like, if so, uh, like, they come to him, why would you say something like that? And then the parent, the principal is just like, well, it's because your kid is really annoying. They might as well have just, he might as well have just said that right to the parents. Your face, kid basically. straight up sucks. But, like, when I was, like, thinking about this, I was like, that's the exact thing, like, a bully would say to a kid on why he's bullying you. It's like, oh, I'm picking on you because you're annoying. Like, what other reason do I need? So it's like, he's saying exactly what a bully would say about his behavior. It's the weirdest thing to, like you said, to hear from a principal. At the same time, so I think uh, nowadays parents kind of do take their kids side well way too much because I've worked, I've been working in schools for a long time and the thing I see the most often is kids that just have the worst behavior problems. And then we kind of, you know, oh, and, and it doesn't seem to be coming from anywhere. It just is kind of that's how they act throughout the day. And then you kind of have to notify the parent after a while and talk to them about some things. And then the parent's like, oh, my son or daughter would never do that. Yeah, or they're never, like, oh, that boy is just being boys, or... Yeah, or they would, they're, oh, they're so good, what, they would never do that, why, and they just stand up to their kid till the very end. I swear, if I heard, if I had a kid, which I don't, thank God, but... Whoa, whoa. well, uh, <laughs> we got a surprise for you. <laughs> oh my God, hey, what's up, buddy? I've actually met him before. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> The thing about it is you got to take more responsibility. Like we kind of going back to the other story. I mean, people always like to find things to complain about if or look outside of the situation they're in for an answer or a solution when really they should start at home and look there. And it's hard being a teacher sometimes because of, you know, you can't control what happens at home or outside of the school, which probably comes into the school at the end of the day but uh this principal definitely shouldn't have said that they're the most annoying i mean some kids are they have their kids they have social anxiety or they have like they're like mentally challenged or they have something wrong with them maybe or they're just not able to function right now in society which is okay like you learn things as you grow you're only a kid. So I don't think a lot of that should be blamed on the kids being annoying. No, I think you're very true. And I want to, I want to be like very careful in what I say here, because I do bullying is obviously wrong. Uh, but I think there was a potential like helpful idea in what Zedwick's video said that he obviously, like we said, he didn't state well enough. So it's proven, you know, that kids are usually bullied because they're socially, socially isolated. That's a proven fact. You know, kids that feel disconnected, whether you're popular or whether you're not, if you feel disconnected, from a group of people, you're seen as weaker by bullies and hence an easier target. You know, obviously bullying is made out of so many bigger things and smaller things, but if you break it down into two categories, you have kids that become socially isolated for like reasons that you can't control like race and disability and like other sexual identity and stuff like that that you talked about. And then you have the other category on kids who are socially isolated because of their own behavior like you talked about. And what I think Zedwick might have been leading to is more of that second category, but he clumped it all together when he said that statement. But yeah, if you can fix that social problem, you have a potential to fix the bullying. But he clearly, obviously, he used the wrong words uh, to state that fact and 
especially with something as controversial as bullying, uh, you know, being ill-prepared and scattered makes you look like a pretentious moron, which you would be like, oh, this guy is a moron from this statement. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you on there is kids that their behavior is the reason they're getting bullying. And by fixing that behavior, not calling them annoying, you can potentially fix the bullying. And I like that point, like what you said on parents being like, oh, my kid's a perfect angel at home. And then in school, they're a complete dick. Because I've never worked with kids, but I've worked with dogs. And it's the same exact mm -hmm. thing. They're all like, oh, my dog is so well behaved at home. Oh, your it's dog like... was eating its own shit all day and humping <laughs> other dogs. Your dog's not well behaved. But I definitely agree with you on that point. Exactly. Yeah. And when he says they tend to annoy people, I just think of the kids that are bullied. Like, it sounds like those kids are the bullies. Like the kids that tend to annoy people. I can just picture the kid right now. They tend to play the victim yes, when, when, yes. Salute, when, when something pops off. But before that, they're just annoying and annoying and annoying. Isn't that bullying too? Well, that yeah, that's like the it. exact thing I thought about is usually the annoying kids happen to be, I'm not saying every single time, but they happen to be the bully because it's a case of, you know, annoying kid is like bugging you and bugging you and bugging you. Like, oh, say, I don't know if you watch Atlanta or not, but there's like an episode where uh, it was like a discussion on if his shirt was fake or not. But kids like literally were being so annoying to this kid that he wouldn't kill himself. Uh, obviously, let's not go to that point. But they were being so annoying to this kid because he was wearing a fake shirt. If that kid would have like punched one of these kids, that kid that would have got punched, who was originally the bully, would have been like, oh, this kid's bullying me because he's hitting me and doing stuff of that nature. So I, I feel like, you know, a lot of bullying like that case is because of miscommunication between who's actually getting bullied and who is not. Exactly. Because once you make that intervention and really try to figure it out, a lot of times you can't tell now. I feel like now it's so much different than before because kids just seem to like not care about telling the truth more about just not getting in trouble and for some reason i'm thinking about this right now like relating it to nba basketball like i was just watching the nba game last night and i was just thinking to myself five years ago when i was watching nba basketball you could see a really rough foul and then the player would be like, okay, that was probably a foul. Like I, I smacked the shit out of him. But like now they smack somebody super hard or push them in the air or something. They'll be like, what? No, how is that a foul? That, like they, that JR foul, that was bad. That, that was ridiculous. Pushed, that was bad. I, yeah, going on to that, I don't know what a flagrant foul is anymore. Yeah, that, what is that? How was, was that not a flagrant too? That was the weirdest. Thing. We get a very UK audience. So I, I know they don't probably don't watch basketball much, but yeah, right. that's just crazy. But related that to the to the point we're making right now um you know i feel like nba players yeah they complain about every single call even if they know that they fouled somebody they know for sure everyone saw it nobody didn't see that that foul just happened yet they still complain about it mostly in relating it back to school you could see a kid bullying and bullying and bullying and then all of a sudden okay now we have to have a meeting with the parents it's getting out of hand things like that oh no i wasn't doing that you know, and then yeah. now, now what do you do? Cause they can deny till they die, but you don't have to, you got to figure out a solution somehow. But then that's when it goes just like, well, okay, if you were nice and you're nice then it'll be fine. And you just end it because there's no, like the kid is not being honest. So there's no solution. So it's like, I kind of related that those two things. It no, just, definitely. I like the relation. And I think you're on a very good point there on kids maybe these days don't understand bullying. Would you say that's like a true statement? I would say it's... I mean, obviously it's not a statement that can correlate to everything, but just as a matter of fact, would you 
think that has some possibility to it. I think, and not to be sexist or anything, I'm going to say so, but like usually like girls in school are usually the ones to like not do the physical harm, but like the, okay, we're going to go talk behind Jenny's back. Sorry if there's any Jennies out there, but we're going to go talk behind Jenny's back to, oh, you know, make her isolated and not feel, you know, in this, in this age of social media and just everyone needing to do the cool thing. And I see all these kids doing the Fortnite mm-hmm. celebrations every five seconds and every kid like has them all memorized. Why do you think that is? Because they need to or else, oh, you don't know that? You don't know what that's from? Are you serious now? Boys, I don't think boys are even in that physical harm really as much anymore. Now they're kind of going on that because everyone needs to be in the now every and if you're not then you're socially you're exiled and before it's always been like that but i think now it's with social media and things like that where everyone's always a hundred percent of their day looking at what's cultural for this very second they don't go home and watch the news or anything it's pops up right on their screen so if you don't know it within two minutes you're isolated yeah i very much agree with you and i think uh adding on to your point on social media you don't have to face that person face to face so it's much easier to say whatever you need to say it's much easier to talk shit about jenny jenny sorry because well you're not speaking directly to Jenny. I talk shit about you all the time on social media. I wouldn't say it. <laughs> no, just kidding. But I, but like just that example, like I would feel more comfortable saying it on social media than to your face. Yeah. Exactly. And that's when a lot of keyboard warriors come out and they just decide it's so, yeah, you're right. I can't even say anything about it. It's just so easy to say, so, to, to type something in. So easy. Until you're in that situation, you'll never know how to react. Very much true. Well, any, any closing words my closing words are i think um zedwick luke zedwick had some good points he just didn't date it correctly any closing words on your end he seems really just the way he's talking is just seems like some guy that is not a principal at all it's like so <laughs> unprofessional like yeah these kids are just fucking annoying i hate all these kids and stuff Your kids like, why are you a principal just get out of here i don't know i don't think he should be in his line of work maybe he should think about something else to do maybe his uh, dad was the superintendent and that's how he got his job yeah maybe maybe it just got passed down to him but he's got a he maybe he should be a contractor or something find a new job find a new job luke Uh, i'll tweet that from your account that uh you say find a new job got a wig if you're out there don't be a principal anymore (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's get into our final story of the day i can safely say i'm a man can you safely say you're a man uh let me just yep Oh, Jesus, dude, why do you need to take it out? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, just need to check real quick. All right, so with this next story, obviously, it's very one-sided, our opinion, it's safe to say. And I don't want to speak on this too much because it's only from our side and we don't know. Like we talked about in the first story is we don't understand the other side as much. But anyways... The title of the story is Men Should Work Less to Close the Gender Pay Gap. This is from The Guardian. So the Institute for Public Policy Research, or IPPR, believes men should work less and their employers and the government should help them to do so in order to close the gender pay gap. Catherine Colebrook, the IPPR chief economist, states, men are in more senior, high-paying versions of the same role as women. Um, And then through this... um, Institute for Public Policy Research, they did a they did a report and they found 80% of the 250 companies that took part in this funded report showed that women were paid less on average hourly than men. So obviously we know that women make less than men. 80% of the companies or 80% just as a general term 
that's that's the number that floats around a lot, like seventy-eight to eighty percent. Uh, what do you what are your thoughts on it? First off, initially on the gender pay gap. I'll just like say, obviously, I am a male, so again, I can't understand what these women go through. Women go through a lot. I'm not gonna lie, they do. They a lot of things in their life is not fair, and I I. I sympathize with that, not because I'm a woman, but because I've I have a lot of women in my life that go through a lot of things that I wouldn't have to go through. At the same time, in terms of men working less and women working more, I don't know how if that would solve the issue just because, okay, say you say you make every single man in the entire universe work less. Let's just say that happened. Then you would have to women would have to all every woman in the universe would have to work more you have to get that other side of the coin too you have to even which, it out yeah which is something that you know it's easy to say that that's what we have to do but it's not i don't see that ever happening just even if you know not even speaking on like equality like would that be a thing to do to even it out maybe i'm not very familiar with the economy i'm not very good at it but uh so just the action it's very easy to say that but i don't know how that would we and the one thing like I'm just on a surface level looking at the story is, you know, you don't make two people equal by holding one person back. That's like something you hear a lot and people think women need to be in power. So we have to hold men back. That doesn't need to be true. That's just OK. You're empowering one group. But and if you take away the genders, you got one group, group A, one group B. So you're empowering group A, and then you're telling group B to go basically fuck themselves. And it's like, that's not going to make those two groups equal. Exactly. And it's kind of going back to the theme that we've had most of this podcast is understanding and trying to just have that mindset of like, one group isn't better than the other. And I think, yeah, maybe women, they might think that they're underprivileged or, and, and in some ways they most likely are, but I don't know if that's, as you said, I don't think a solution to that would be, hey, men, stop trying to grow, stop trying to be the leaders of corporations, stop trying. To, I don't want to say something too controversial, but it's just, it seems like, you know, men, they get that way because that's how men are. Men are made to go out into the world and, you know, go and attack and by force and just go and take what they want, not like in a bad way, but just do what they want to do, what they're passionate about and things like that. And the nature of a woman in a lot of cases is to, you know, sit back, kind of wait and sometimes not take as many opportunities as they might. And I'm, I don't want to single out like women and men. But at the end of the day, that's almost why, you know, some men are at positions that they're at. And some women have very high positions as well. But I think uh, most women are concerned about the number of of women in those, in those positions. They feel like it's not enough. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, very interesting because the report actually argues that the new ways of making sure women keep pace with their male counterparts on pay and seniority are needed. Colbrook says women are less likely to negotiate salaries when starting a new job and also less likely to pursue promotions when available and must be given better treatment in those categories over other male employees. So basically, Colbrook is asking, you know, women are less likely to ask for more money when they're negotiating a salary when they're first starting a job and they're less likely to pursue promotions later on i don't know that reason like you said i can't speak to the woman gender but colebrook is asking for benefits so what, what are you kind of thinking about that on giving women not benefits maybe but just you know better treatment to pursue those type of things again going back i think it you have to just look inside yourself for the most part people are always trying to look outside and want 
somebody to do something for them, especially in America, our sense of delayed gratification is just non-existent. We don't ever, we want something right now. We don't want to wait for it. That's why there's so many people that are overweight. That's why there's so many things that are happening because they work out for one day. This is just an example. Work out for one day and they're like, oh, where's my six pack? It takes a long time. You have to work out. I've been down that road many times. (laughs) But just relating it to this, like if without, and again, I understand women are held back in a lot of ways. Again, that's what I said at the beginning of this. If you want to take those positions and and earn more and do that, do it. Like if you're a woman, woman out there, just one woman that wants to do that, you grow yourself. You continue to, you negotiate salaries. You try to get the most that you can be, you know, go out and attack the world. And I think not speaking to all women, but some of them maybe just want it to be handed to them. Like I was saying with the delayed gratification, you're basically what Colbert is saying is giving prep preferential treatment to get the higher raises or to get the promotions that's basically take it back to the sports that's basically saying hey competitor a to get as good as say lebron james take steroids and it's not going to benefit it's going to hurt you more than it's going to benefit you you should have to earn to get to lebron's james status by yourself and i know it's very difficult and obviously i can't speak on how difficult it actually is but i think it's worth more if you actually earn it rather than it just being given to you. I completely agree. Also on the other side, I and it probably sounds like I'm talking like, oh, I just, you know, don't think women deserve anything, but they definitely do. Now I'm going to go to the other side because I understand that if there is a woman and a man, let's say they're just competing for the same position at a lawyer's, like a firm or something like that. The person interviewing will most likely be male. That kind of sets an advantage to the male already and then when you take the previous biases or the previous maybe they had a really good girlfriend they got their heart broke or something and and that just subconsciously makes them not like women as much or maybe they are maybe a little bit sexist they don't think women deserve the the chance to do that thereby making it unfair before the interview even starts or before the hiring even starts for for the position so i think that that speaks to uh, this article as well, because as much as we, uh, I've been saying like women should go out and work and grow and attack and do, you know, get what they want. The men in our world definitely need to be more sensitive to the needs of women and to pick the more qualified person regardless of gender. Yeah, I definitely am glad you brought up that you are killing it with the points and stuff. I'm, I'm glad you're on the podcast today. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. I love talking about this stuff. But yeah, I think I think you made a very good point on, you know, obviously I said before and I'll stand by, you know, I don't think women should get like this steroid injection to be as good. They should earn it. But I also very much agree with your point on women already go in with a leg down into a job interview, like a high paying job where it's a very male dominated field. Like if you had like five women and one man um, and the five women, they went to like engineering school and stuff like that. And the man just like, hey, I like cars. And you go into like a mechanic shop, they're going to hire that man 90% of the time. In this article, they talk in, in more into, they go more in depth into how we can fix this problem. And one of the things I really liked is giving men 
talking about men working less, giving more men time off for having children. Because I think, you know, we got very stuck into, and I think we're working our way out of, of women being the home, taking care of the children, making dinner, uh, cleaning the house where the man makes all the money. I think that's a very ingrained thing in our society for a very long time. And we're finally getting to the point where we're starting to switch out of that. And I hope that kind of makes that same switch into the workforce as well, because these women feel like they need more benefits. Well, I'm hoping that the tides are kind of changing as well as the kind of uh, norms that we have in our society with the men going to be the breadwinners and the women staying at home, taking care of the kids. I think if we keep trying to, yeah, make each other equal and give each other equal opportunities, I think also that starts as deep as uh, your relationships and, and marriages and things like that. If you're a woman that's gonna be married don't settle for a man that's kind of trying to belittle you or say oh not directly be like because you're a woman you can't do this yeah but be with somebody who is you know encouraging you and saying like you can go get that opportunity if you need i think going back to kind of siding on the woman's side again there's too many men that are not sensitive to that and that'll be like well because you're a woman you can't do that they again they might not say that but they're kind of putting it off like oh there's a lot of men that really get distraught over a woman being more successful than they are especially in relationships like people i've i know people who are like, I don't want to date that girl because she has a much better life than me. She's doing a lot better in her life. First off, I never got that because I want to be a stay-at-home dad and marry a rich woman who's successful. Oh, yeah, but sugar daddy. And I think the big thing is, you know, men have to change a bit in that just because a woman's successful doesn't mean she's not a good partner for you. I, I don't know why you would want someone who doesn't want to go after everything they want in life. That just doesn't make sense to me. I know... And I know it gets down to a power move and having power over your significant other. But like you said, it goes down all the way to the relationships, like having that equal relationship, having that trust, having that go for what you believe in. And I think it really starts. It starts with the relationship. Yeah. Having this conversation has kind of really opened my eyes to that. I didn't really think about these points before we started speaking about them. Definitely a lot of men are uh, scared of their ego being bruised because of that, because of, you know, which indirectly leads to some infidelity or some abuse or some other things maybe that might happen on either side. Uh, This can go either way, but at the end of the day, you know, men need to be more sensitive in supporting women and telling them to go get what they and not limiting them to what they can or can't do. At the same time, women need to stop making excuses about, well, the men won't let me do it. Go out and do it men's not going to stop you just like a woman's not going to stop me from doing what I want to do. So do this, do what you do. Yeah. And I think to kind of uh, wrap up a bit on what we're saying is, you know, just changing the mindset. Like I talked about before, like in the forties or fifties for us to say, we want our woman to be the breadwinner and us to stay at home. People would have been like, you guys are stupid, lazy kids. And now it's like, that's such a normal thing to hear. And I think that's really cool. Like even now, like women, I think more women graduate college and get college degrees than men, which is pretty cool. And I feel like eventually in the future, that wage gap is going to disappear or it's, you know, it's going to get a lot more even than it is right now because there's going to be a lot more qualified women because we're changing the way we see that relationship. And I really like that you brought up the relationship because I think that's the key to the whole thing is how we see that relationship and how we respect that relationship. Exactly. I think we're taking the right steps. 
definitely. I think that your point that you brought up, I didn't know that more women were graduating college and things like that. So definitely more qualified women will be out there. I think the steps are just already being made automatically. I don't know if we need to have men work less and women work more. That I well, I do. I do like the idea of giving men more time off for having children. I think you know. I think women get like six months off. Um, so why not? If you're going to give that woman six months off, why not give a man six months off? And then I really like that you lose use that like relationship example because you're going back to the relationship with the family on now the father has a better relationship with his son or daughter and they're raising them to be a better person in general because they're spending more time with them and then they also see the kids going uh deeper than that it just seeing they'll see that equality as well like oh you know mommy got to stay home and i got to spend time with her now this next phase now i'm gonna get to spend more time with daddy a little bit so that and then that in turn creates that mindset of the kid where oh well a woman can do this a man can do this it's it equals it out more than you think so not a lot of things always take like the most action and just you know we need to do this now now but we need to kind of go as deep as again the relationships and family and things like that and starting at home with that understanding and that love of like we can both do what we set our minds to well and uh Oh, this is about to blow your mind right now. But boom, you have a healthy family, less annoying kids. Exactly. And less <laughs> annoying kids leads to uh, less bullies and, you know, less principles. A better, a better world. Yeah. So, Have you heard about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch recently saying that he only will be in a movie if his actress, the actresses make the same amount as him? Have you heard that? No, I haven't heard it. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that now that we just got into this? What are your thoughts on Benedict Cumberbatch's Cumberbatch, Cumber, whatever, however yeah. people say his Cumberbatch. name, uh, saying that he's only going to do a movie if the females make the same as him. I think that's really big of of him, honestly. I think a lot of change in our world starts with people going outside the grain and saying, "Hey, like this isn't right," I'm, and they sacrifice something for themselves to for the better of humanity or whatever, and especially. You know, I wish more people at his position would do things like that because you and me are on this podcast and some people are listening. But I mean, Cumberbatch, he has a probably a huge following of people and watches movies and things like that. Those people, rappers, musicians, actors, things like that, I think not enough of them use their position for a good cause. So I think this is a good, I think this is a great thing that he said. And and my point is not even really about how much they make or anything like that. It's kind of just about like him standing up and saying it at the yeah. position he's at. Because yeah, he's, I think it's a very good point to say it. Yeah, because he's at he's at a very high position and basically saying something like that will make a lot of people around him think and try to maybe change the way they're thinking or whatever. So I think saying that and is more but, important than doing it. Yeah, pretty much because it it you're right. It's pretty unrealistic that he will actually fall through with that. Yeah, that's and I mean I very much agree. It's more important to say it than do it. But sure. I just want to get this out real quick because I know somebody will probably comment about it and say, "Hey, the gender wage gap doesn't really exist." And the facts are true. The gender wage gap is a lot smaller than people think. So a young single woman makes about the same as a young single man. But then. You factor in women having children, women taking time off to have those children, older women coming back into the workforce, and that's how you get that 78 cents to a dollar. So I just want to make that, I just want to put those facts out there for people who are like, oh, you're not saying all the facts. So it's a lot smaller when you get down to like younger women just coming out of college. So say if someone just came out of college woman-wise, just came out of college men-wise, they're about, they're going to make the same amount basically, but 
then it goes into the fact on what you talked about really earlier is employers hiring people based on their previous experiences or previous personal experiences where I think that wage gap starts to build up. But I just wanted to put that fact out there. Right. And I think it's I think that's a good thing that women and men uh, young singles that are coming out of college and trying to find that first career. I think that's great that it's it's close at that that time because then we have something to work from. It, w- it would be more concerning if the gender gap was like huge at for younger, men yeah. and women coming out of college. Like then we'd probably have an issue on, okay, then now there's some bias going on and things like that. But I think now that we have that groundwork of, okay, more women are graduating at college and getting into higher positions right away out of college almost just as much as men now we can start focusing on okay what do we need to do after that like how is the what is going on after that to create this gap and i know it's partly because of the the labor and stuff like that for women and i and i kind of agree with men taking that uh labor as well but i don't know if they should get as much based on like just, time off yeah having a kid yeah based on just you know what the women have to go through physically yeah, basically they true. just I have to recover physically more than a man doesn't have to do well, anything. I, I think i think that's a very good point on we need to stop doing the common argument on oh women don't make as much as men and this is why because they're discriminated against i mean that's all good points but i think we should be focusing on like where the real problem is is so we know now the facts prove that young women young men just graduating college make about the same it's when women have children it's when they take time off so why are we not focusing on like the intersection between parenthood and employment that should be where we're focusing yeah i completely agree that's how like i said we have a place to start and that's where we should be focusing on it's a, it's a, but some people i don't know it seems like some people like to be blind to the facts sometimes just to make that division or argument just for the sake of doing it sometimes very true well we're gonna wrap this up and we're gonna wrap it up with mary ann stephenson director of the women's budget group stated about this is what she stated about the report and i think she perfectly said what we both said so she'll summarize everything we said closing the pay gap is not just about the employers we all need to tackle the unequal distribution of care work children in the house the gender division of labor within the workforce and ultimately the type of work that we value and reward within society would you agree with what she said absolutely awesome well adam that was water cooler talk we got we got we got deep into some conversation we made a lot of good points i'm like wow dude this i'm glad i brought him on oh yeah and it was i i was learning a lot just like during the conversations like when i was looking you know and i was thinking like oh thinking of my opinions and some things to say and whatever i definitely a lot of more things came up when i was actually talking yeah and i like i like how you took both sides of the argument. You looked at both sides. You didn't just be like, this is my opinion and this is fact. I like how you said, okay, but this is what the other side would think. And that's what I think our country needs to do. We need to see both sides and love and understand each other way more. So Adam, what was your favorite story? We had prom dress that caused a cultural fur and the U.S. draws head scratching in China. Texas town holds half K, not 5K for underachievers. Oregon principal posts videos stating bullied kids tend to annoy people. And then our last story that we just wrapped up, men should work less to close the gender pay gap what was your favorite story i like that last story just because it put out a lot of facts but it also gave you a chance to form your own opinion and kind of uh think about it subjectively and some people don't have the ability to do that or they don't choose to but i think i think articles like that are really really important to just advancing 
the human race because it makes you think about okay what's really the issue what's really going on what could we really do and it's it, it's good in the fact that it helps you to make your own judgments on it but that's also why it's bad because some people are not going to make the right judgments because they're going to be thinking too much about their own bias or personal experiences and things like that but i think Again, the more we try to understand both sides, the better. I think I think you're in a very good point. That was also my favorite story, just to have that conversation and just to have like a very productive conversation. Even between two men, we had a very productive conversation where we looked at each side. We didn't try to say our opinion is the way of the road. I think that's like what you need in not only in America, but across the world on how to further the discussion is having productive discussions. Productive meaning we're not sitting here yelling at each other. My I'm right and you're right, whatever. Nobody's really right. You just have to find out you just have to find out the other side. And yeah. Well, guys, everyone who's still listening and still having a grand old time, because I know we're still listening. We're still having a grand old time. You were listening to Water Cooler Talk, the only such podcast on the internet hosted by me, guest hosted by Adam Hoskin, where we take strange and interesting real-life news stories. All these stories, real life. Adam, you looked at the stories. They're all real. And we break them down for you. We have discussions like we had, and, well, we give you the opportunity to discuss these things with your co-workers, with your track star friends, and you can listen to this on Spotify. We are now an official Spotify news podcast, so you can listen to us on Spotify, Adam. All right. I'm Do you have Spotify awesome. premium? No, I use the wow, free one. Wow, dude, cheap, gotta... <laughs> cheap. <laughs> I know. I got to get on Apple Music. I'm still going through my free trial of title, so... Um, that's like the last music streaming device that I have done, not done a free trial on. So well, this, this will be on Spotify. It'll also be on Podbean, our uh, podcast network. So you guys will have multiple options to listen to this. Uh, Adam, before you go, I always we always put the guest on the hot seat to show some cool talent. If you want to tell a cool, funny story, if you want to tell a joke, maybe you want to play the guitar. I know you're really good at smoke on the water. It's up to you. You can do whatever you want. You're closing out the show. Go for it. Yeah, I guess one thing, you know, I am all about recently. I don't know. I've just been trying to eliminate a lot of like uh, things from my life, like vices and things like that. And I recently delete, I deleted all my social media. I don't, I haven't had it for a little while now. I don't know how long exactly, but it's been like a everything. Yeah. Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Right. One day I came back from track practice and I, this is how this happened. I came back from track practice and usually I like stretch and roll out or whatever. And watch like roll out, like stretch, not like an Autobot. Yeah, or, or like Ludacris or something like that. <laughs> uh, but so I was, I was gonna do that, and then I all of a sudden just sat down on my couch and started scrolling through Facebook, and like I was doing it for like thirty minutes. Thirty minutes went by, and all I was, and I just had like a realization, like awakening moment. I was like, I just sat here for thirty minutes and just did nothing at all basically. And it was. Uh, we'll have to have you on for another episode where we do like technology. Because I feel like we can get into like a really good conversation about that. But that's maybe for next time. That's a little teaser for the next time Adam is on the podcast. But anyways, guys, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, Adam. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Real fun. All right, guys. And thank you, Adam, for stopping by. We will be back in two Thursdays from now. And we are out of here. This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world. And while many of these stories may seem fake, they're absolutely not, because they're real.